0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is it that you want? Not to, be, not to make a pun, but what is your end goal? Super Bowl reference. In the United States, we are taught from a very young age that we are to set our hopes on finding a fulfilling job and for Valentine's Day, this emphasis having a romantic relationship that completes us and staying young as long as we possibly can and having children if we feel like something's missing in our lives. The dream is to find fulfillment in this short life. We want to be accepted, we want to be loved, and perhaps even celebrated. We want to be loved by other people. We hurt when we are not accepted, loved, or celebrated by our peers. People want to be remembered and they want to contribute something to society that is respected in this world. We want to be known for being good and dependable at the least, and great or excellent in our field at the best. At the very least, we are hoping that our families love and respect us if nobody else does. And some of you really hope that at very least you can make your parents proud by getting your degree and landing a good high-paying job. But in all of these pursuits, is there really any lasting fulfillment? Or is Fulfillment in the things of this world, only a passing illusion. If you notice, all of the goals that we mentioned have their roots in the very short time that we have here on earth. The problem with this is that the people we are putting our trust in for fulfillment, they're sinners, just like us. Their their love for us is just as fickle as we are. The people of this world, they have good days, they have bad days, just like you and I do. They have the same desires that we have and at times they are competing with us and sometimes against us for the same perishing things of this world. If our hope is in the things and the people of this world, then we will perish, just as the things and the people that we set our hopes on will. Our Old Testament reading says, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. So what's he saying here? Well, he's saying that if the things we do are for the praise of man, we will be sorely disappointed. Jesus, at one point when things were going well... It said that the people were all praising him. But it says in the end of John 2, But he did not not put his trust in them, for he knew what was in a man. Trying to impress man can lead us into all sorts of unbelief, sin, and even other great shame and vice. In some cases, the world asks that we deny the truth of Scripture to gain their acceptance. In some cases, the world demands that we are financially successful in order to gain their respect. So, we may go into debt, we may lie, we may steal or cheat in order to get the things that will make us at least appear successful. Why do you need the latest and greatest things if it is not for the envy and praise that it will cause your neighbor to give you? A lot of times when we buy something, we are subconsciously thinking of how we will appear to the people in this world. The problem is that making mankind, including you and I, Uh, the end goal, the problem is we are filled with sin and we are never fully accepted nor do we ever fully accept one another. Man is not trustworthy because mankind are sinners that need to be saved. The other problem with seeking happiness from the people and things of this world is that neither the people nor the things of this world have the ability to bring us everlasting joy. They just don't. Even if we do receive recognition, even if we do have good friends, good neighbors, and the like, the things that we have done during our short time in this life, even if this life is great, all of these things will end. Each and every one of us will breathe our last breath in this fallen world. For some of us, that last breath will be instantaneous. And for some of us, that last breath will be long and drawn out. But each one of us, each one in this room, who are alive today, will come to that moment where we will be standing before our Maker. And it will be evident on that day in whom we placed our trust in for every good thing. You see, the thing or person that someone places their hope in for every good thing, it's their God. A romantic relationship, Can be your God. If you make an end in yourself in itself, education can be a God if all of your worth is tied up in all of the degrees that you accumulate. Praise of others can be your God. If all your actions in this life are motivated and calculated by the hope of praise. Cars, homes, sex, even spouses, children, and you name it, can be your God if you seek fulfillment in them. But at the moment of our death, or Jesus' return, it will be 100% evident if our hope was in God's grace and love for us in Jesus Christ or if our hope was in the acceptance of man and the things of this world. It may be evident to you right now. I'm convinced that in all of us, including myself, we daily need to repent from the sin of making ourselves, other people, and the things of this world into God's. Daily we need to repent of this because daily we do it. Daily we expect every good thing from, from those other than God. I daily, I daily myself care more about what you and the world thinks than I care about what God thinks. I daily repent of this by the power of the Holy Spirit. I daily complain about the things that God has given me. And I act as though new and better things would give me the peace and happiness that I need. I make the new and better things into my gods. I daily need Jesus to rescue me from this by his death and resurrection. We want to understand the dangers of putting our trust in the things of this world. And Jesus lets us know them when he pronounces his blessings and his woes. Hear his words. Woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. In other words, if you made wealth into your God and you achieved wealth, then you have your God. Unfortunately, any rich person that you know, if they are honest, can tell you that money does not give the peace that we think it will. And the more money you have, as I don't know if it was Snoop Dogg or Dr. Dre, who, you, who you'll hear later today. No, it was uh, Big Biggie Big E said, uh, the more, more money is more problems. Money is a lousy God, and we want to confess the sin of making money into a God. Instead, it's not wrong to have money. Instead, we want to use our money for good and not be used by money for evil. Jesus says, Woe to you who are full now, for you shall be hungry. If you are content with the things of this world, you will starve when the things of this world pass away. Do not put your trust, do not make it God out of perishable things. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. This is a woe that is directed not towards a chuckle. (laughs) This is a woe directed towards the smugness that we are tempted to have towards God's word. This is speaking to the laughter of those who mock God's word or look on God's people as simple-minded fools who don't know any better. When we are tempted to make light of God's promises, let us remember that his word is the only thing that is capable of bringing eternal joy and laughter. Perhaps some of you students here have met some of that smugness in your classrooms. Maybe a professor, and maybe fellow students. Remember these words. Woe to you when all people speak well of you. For so their fathers did to false prophets. In other words, when you receive praise, be careful. You see, at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, as I said before, everyone praised him. They loved all the good things he did for them. But when he started to speak the truth, that is... That he was in their presence because they were sinners who needed a Savior. The people hated him. And Jesus did not put his trust in them, as we noted, because he knew what was in the heart of man. In truth, we don't want to put our trust in the praise of other people because it's untrustworthy. It comes and goes. It's unpredictable. People will love you one minute and hate you the next. And sometimes you don't even know why. If we seek that type of praise, we may be led to do things that go against the one true God. When we put our trust in man and the things of this world, there is nothing but woe. There's nothing but but disappointment that Jesus makes clear leads to hell. But thanks be to the one and only true God. He sent his son to save us from our sin. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose whose trust is in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. And it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Notice notice that this tree is green even when the heat comes, Even when the drought comes, even when everything else is dying, this tree remains green. Your baptism is a stream of living water, and it gives you the roots of faith that unite you to Jesus, the living water. He gives you a hope that will not disappoint, even in the heat and drought that we experience in our short lives, in this dying world. You survive because your trust is rooted in the death and resurrection of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. His forgiveness brings you life. You have life even in this fallen world. Life that produces fruit for the life of your neighbor you are set free to love others whether they bless you or curse you. It matters not. You no longer seek their approval. You seek to love them because you have God's approval. You no longer... I'm sorry. We know his approval when Jesus says through the mouth of our pastor, take, eat, eat, Take drink. This is me for you. I love you. And I set you free to love others. You lack nothing. In me, heaven is yours. And you have everything. (laughs) She said no, but it's true. You do. (laughs) (laughs) So blessed are you who are poor. For yours is the kingdom of God. Your hopes are not in the wealth of this world. Your hope is in the kingdom of God who comes to you in grace now and will come to you in glory on the last day. Blessed are you who are hungry now. You will be satisfied. We hunger and thirst for righteousness who we know in Jesus Christ. We constantly confess the unrighteousness that we find in ourselves each and every day. And we eat and drink of the Lord's goodness when we gather around his table. We listen to sermons. We read God's word so that we can eat and feed on Jesus the bread of life. And we will be satisfied on the last day when he transforms our lowly bodies and makes them like his heavenly body. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. If we look at this world honestly, it fills us with true sadness. There's a song I love by the Avett brothers called True Sadness check it out sometime it's really good we see all we see all of mankind including ourselves placing the wants of the flesh over the needs of our neighbor we see death of those that we love we see our own internal struggle with sin and we regret the things we say do the things we think But on the last day, Jesus will take away all sin and causes of sin. And we will be left with nothing but pure joy and laughter. And with our hope in Jesus, he tells us, hear this. Blessed are you when people hate you. When they exclude you and when they revile you and spurn your name as evil, on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day, leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for so their fathers did to the prophets, the saints who have gone before. You see, our hope in Jesus, it leads us to do something. It leads us to confess our sin. And when we confess our sin, it actually shines a light on the fact that what our neighbor does, that is, he's doing the same stuff that we do, what our neighbor does is sinful as well. In our confession, it's insulting for a person whose hope is set in the false gods of this world. When we confess our sin and need for Jesus, we testify to the truth, the truth that all men are sinners, including our neighbor. All men are in need of a Savior. This offends the person that wants to make a God. No, ultimately, it offends a person who wants to make themselves God. So Jesus told us that the world will hate us as it hated him and the prophets who have gone before. He lets us know that even if and when the world hates us, we should take comfort and joy that even as we walk through this valley, we are not alone. We are in good company. We are in his company and in the company of all the saints who have gone before who trusted in Jesus in this life. So, what are your goals? Where are your hopes set? I pray that you would set your hopes in the only one who in the end will not disappoint. I pray that you would set your hopes in the one who died to save you from your sin and who has risen to give you everlasting life in his name. Set your hopes on Jesus and let him produce in you love for your neighbor, so that you and your neighbor may both be saved and rescued from this valley of sorrows and together taken unto our Father's everlasting arms on the last day. Until that day, Receive the peace that surpasses all understanding. That it would guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.